Hi everybody. I'm just kind of riffing right now. I'm making this up. It's uh, I was kind of riffing off this one song. I couldn't. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like. That's all I remember. It's a classical song. It goes. I don't know the rest, so I just started making that up. coming in people coming in yo how are you guys hit the like button spread it it looks my my camera looks totally in focus on my uh on my thing but when i open up my live stream it doesn't does uh is that just me oh and this isn't blood by the way that's blackberries on my fingers hit the front button says <laughs> brazilian bear the front hole button that looks fine. Cool. I like that song. I just like music like that. I don't need it to be too reinventive. You know, like um, I went through a phase where I, I wanted to learn all kinds of different types of music and different chord progressions and interesting um, moves like Bach. Like... Yeah, let, me, let me throw on my, uh, my hand camera too in case anyone wants to learn any of this stuff like by the way i can't i can't be precise at this angle and uh it just when it comes to like these songs i can but i'm like i look like a little uh t-rex and also the uh the hammer action on on, on keyboards just isn't what a piano is but the, the audio is so much better than when I was using um, my piano for this that it's worth it. But, you know, Bach, like... Like that. Like, um, that's cool and everything, but I'm all about stuff like... It's almost like watercolors. And the reason I'm my left hand is doing what it's doing, it's almost just creating a world and reminding you what world it's in. Like let's say I'm doing G uh, G major. I've never seen another piano player do this. It's not even hard. It's just I think I may have kind of stumbled upon um, this style. And if anyone wants to use it, feel free. But like, let's say it's a, it's a G major. 
right? Just like find the find the pattern, and then just keep reminding people of the pattern. It's it's it, and not even people. The remind the melody what world it's in. So it's like, and then you can just just right there. That's all. You only need those two notes. That reminds people what or reminds the melody what world it's in. Then you go to C. That's all of them, like an arpeggio would be, that's all the major, you know, G. But if you just take two, you can just do two little notes. And then just add another one, an, another note, changes everything. It's a, it, it changes the frame. People talk about uh, changing the frame. I know Scott Adams talks about that when it comes to uh, persuasion. Where you change the frame of something, where an act of um, betrayal could be an act of uh, uh, honor, depending on how you look at it, depending on what angle it is. You know, it's almost like that 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 old story about the blind man touching the elephant. You know, where one blind man says, "This is uh, rough skin," someone else says, "It no, this isn't rough skin. This is a long, hard tusk." That's what this is. And someone else said, no, it's a sinewy tail type thing. And they all are like, I'm right. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. And they stab each other to death, but they're all right. And the frame, you know, if you, if you do this may not make sense to very many people. And I will, uh, I will move on from this topic soon, but some people right now are, are enjoying this. I'm sure. But like, let's say you have these two notes. That frame is a G major. But now if you add the E, now that's E ma now that's E minor. But now if you just add the E once, your mind sees it as E minor, and those same two notes now appear completely different. Ready? That's major. But you go. You hear that? It's no longer major. Now it's back to major because it slowly fades away, almost like watercolors. Like you forget that E and then it goes back. Keep reminding, keep reminding the melody where it lives. There's just two notes there. I'm just reminding the melody where it lives. like seasons in the same place all right let's talk about normal stuff i just i love music so much uh, i like the new camera angle thank you so are we in front hole equals urethra technically maggot trump 2020 yeah, front row hole is urethra. Urethra. That's where that's the pee hole in a woman's vagina. The uh the vagina would actually be the middle hole. I think the trans people that tried to call a vagina a front hole have never seen a vagina. 
and have no idea uh, what a vagina is. Let me tweet this out. This is in advance. Record and sell the intro song. I don't know how to really do that. That's not really my forte. Um, I'm not very good at business, ironically. And that, that is ironic because I'm, I'm pretty successful. I'm not good at that stuff. I just, we just sent out a bunch of uh, mugs and flasks and stuff that you guys bought, though. So we're on it. We're on it, yo. But uh, I don't know how to sell things as well. I'm, I'm a good salesman, but I'm not good at business. <laughs> if that makes any sense. All right, let's uh, take a look at some of the stuff I added. This is kind of funny. This is a little bit of Charlie. I don't get to show Charlie very much because he's just such a little tiny baby. Charlie's sweet head is on this side of Dada because it was just on that side of Dada. And he mm. was like, I'm not hanging out over there anymore because I got it all, all full of like spit and whatnot. Hey, Charlie. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, that's a metaphor for uh, California and Texas. So what happened here is uh, beautiful, sweet little Charlie was uh, hanging out on one side of Dada and started like, you know, puking and spitting and whatnot. So he just moved his face, but he's not going to change his intention. He's still going to spit and puke. Uh, that's kind of like what the people in California did. They ran uh, California into the ground, and so now they're moving to Texas. But they're just going to try and move, ruin Texas now. Rewatch this with that new frame of uh, this is the people in California moving to Texas is what Charlie just did. He was like, oh, now there's puke and spit everywhere, so I'm just going to move. Not thinking that maybe he's responsible for the puke and the spit. And, uh, and the same thing will just happen to the new side of Dada. Charlie's sweet head is on this side of Dada because it was just on that side of Dada. And he was like, I'm not hanging out over there anymore because I got it all, all full of like spit and whatnot. Hey, Charlie. Yeah, Hello, so that's, that's, that's what's happening in California and Texas. Because Texas runs itself much better than California because they don't overspend and they don't... Um, they're not cuckolds to illegal immigrants. <laughs> but they're getting there, you know? They're ruining themselves. American activist Sean King killed in South Africa today after perching farmland. See, this is a hilarious joke someone sent to me. This, is, uh, this was the same style of joke that uh, the once great Joe Rogan was upset at me for and called me out for on his uh, podcast when, he, when I said... I'm against slavery. I tweeted, I'm obviously against slavery, but it'd be very funny if slavery came back just because Sean King would then admit he was white. Um, that's the same type of joke as this, is when you're dealing with someone who's pretending to be something he's not, uh, when the stakes get high enough, they will admit what they truly are. And that's one of the real tragedies. And I'm, I am using the word tragedy because I'm into art. I am. And comedy is art and tweets are art. And I think I was ahead of my time uh, with some of the tweets and they would have aged really well. But some people just aren't, they, they have too much ego and not enough intelligence to know what, that, that someone else may know something they don't and may have a style of comedy that they don't understand. And so like the once great Joe, Rogan, sorry for saying that, that just makes me laugh. The once great Joe Rogan, um, when he was telling me that, that I shouldn't tweet things like that, a year later, it would appear extremely funny to the layman. But at the time, um, it was probably shocking to those who don't understand things. And um, 
I'm not this uh, this this genius or this great person. I just uh, I just have a few skills. One is piano. One is joke writing and um, pattern recognition. You know, and I'm a pretty good dad, and I'm a decent husband. Uh, I suck at most other things. I'm good at reaching shelves without step stools. I'm um, my skin doesn't burn in the sun oddly, even though I'm very white. I'm very white. <laughs> But uh, I think that's, that's a form of hubris that's really going to bite a lot of people in the ass when they think they can predict stuff that they can't predict. It's like, well, you don't understand the joke, so your condemnation of me is simply based on ego and uh, your inflated ego because you're worth $50 million and you're five foot seven. And, and, and Joe Rogan looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle wished he was a human. Like he looks like what a, a teenage mutant ninja turtle would look like if they became a human. You know, he looks like a turtle without a shell. Um, yeah. Don't hate the guy, but uh, I, I actually like Joe Rogan in certain ways. He's just incredibly arrogant when it comes to art. The biggest, that's why no one can really uh, show where I'm racist or where I'm hateful. All they do is they, uh, they, uh, they just say that. And then they, they, they can't even use tweets out of context anymore because they've become so funny. Do you understand how frustrating that is for me? It's like I painted this beautiful picture of funniness that at the time people that are retarded uh, didn't understand. And then now out of context, when they, when they show that I called Justin Trudeau a nigger, or when I said, um, that my preferred pronoun is Justin Trudeau is a faggot. It isn't homophobic if you're not retarded. And the more the world becomes insane and becomes leftist and maddening, the more those tweets that I did become obvious and funny. It's just I did it ahead of schedule, which is what jokes do. That's what art does. Art is always ahead of schedule. Um, like when Mozart wrote this. You know, the, the emperor famously said, uh, too many notes. And he was like, which note should I take out, your highness? That's, uh, that's how I felt sometimes talking to these dumb shits where they say that's, you shouldn't tweet that. And I say, well, what word should I take out? You fucking moron. You, you shellless turtle. Uh, and the arrogance doesn't end. You know, it just keeps going. And, and, and I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing that comes from fame and money. And, and when they realize that, it's extra sad. It's extra sad for them. Like, you see behind me? Like, you see all that? I own all that land. You see that little house over there? That little, that little, where is it? That little thing? That's called a pump house. Don't get too excited, Hollywood gays. That's not a gay bar. That's where I pump fresh water out of the, the ground. Uh, so it's unlimited fresh water. You know, all that land. I own, like, all right, so if you go in that direction, all of that. You go in that direction even more. You go in that direction even more. Not so much in that direction, but a ridiculous amount of land in a beautiful home that's fairly self-sufficient. It's becoming more and more self-sufficient as I grow uh, fruit trees and nut trees, and 
I have these uh, planter boxes now filled with like kale and spinach and uh, onions, carrots. It's it's getting pretty awesome. So this isn't me hating on a nigga. Uh, I'm doing quite well. I mean, just look at that. And that little house is just my little water house where it just goes. And, and the earth just goes, do you need more water? No problem. I got more water for you. This is a pump house. And the gays are like, pump house? No way. And they're like, not that kind of pump house, gay guys. So it's weird being in between worlds like that where I'm like, I know what prosperity feels like. And prosperity is all spiritual and mental and emotional. It's not physical. The reason that I love my land and um, I take pride in it is because I know what it can produce. I know it can produce food and it can produce safety and it can produce uh, a place where I can play uh, football with my sons. I know it's a place where George can run around and chase my lawnmower and have a weird relationship with my lawnmower where he's like, this thing's loud and scary, but it's so fucking intense, man. I'm so into how loud and scary it is, but I don't know if I can get too close to it, man. The lawnmower's so crazy, man. That's, uh, that's magical. It's just damn magical. And because uh, I've been sad the last couple days. Not like profoundly sad, but just uh, melancholy because uh, I don't enjoy these call outs. Like that video I just made about the uh, calling out the coward Theo Vaughn and the uh, soft Burt Kreischer and the uh, melted candle Whitney Cummings. Feel free to check out that video. I just posted it yesterday. I tried to get on, on Theo's podcast for the last month and a half. I, some, somebody commented, Big Bear, I love you, but uh, you might not want to react so quickly to these things. And I'm like, buddy, I, I heard this two months ago. I, I, I calmly was like trying to get on their podcast so that I could discuss their, uh, what they said about me. And when that kept falling through and excuses kept being made, well, you know, you can make excuses for a little while and then... Uh, a poked bear will always react. And I know it's it's got to be embarrassing for them to be to see all the comments, you know, just the thousands of comments of people being like, I, th- I thought I liked Theo Vaughn. Listen, you still can. I'm not even the funniest part about Theo Vaughn is uh, I think what he said about me was pretty funny. Like uh, the dig was actually somewhat better than my dig. Mine was live. Mine was like I didn't like write my digs out. That was a live cut I did. You know, I could have said he was the gay Billy Ray Cyrus or uh, Joe Dirt with AIDS on meth or, you know, there's a million things you could do with uh, with Theo Vaughn. Uh, he does, he has that like Down syndrome, he has Down syndrome eyes. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm not even telling people not to enjoy him. I think he's one of the few comics left, to be honest with you. Norm McDonald's up there. You know, Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan. There's still some comics left. Jerry Seinfeld. I want to say Chris Rock, but he's, he's starting to sip the soy. Dave Chappelle's starting to sip the soy. He was one of the greatest of all time. I thought Dave Chappelle killing him softly is the best special I've ever seen. Hitler's dog's up there, though. Norm MacDonald's a fucking assassin. But anyway, uh, but it's got to be embarrassing for these people. Whitney Cummings is just trash. I mean, she's, 
And someone's like, oh, Big Bear, I thought you don't like it when people call people trash. No, I don't like when people call demographics trash or people they don't know trash or people that haven't attacked them trash. You know, that's when things get dicey. All right. But I tried to, uh, to, make, to make amends. But no, you don't call someone white power guy. You don't call, you know, you don't derogatorily say, uh, men's rights activist. You don't say that I'm uh, desperate. That was the thing that made me react about Theo. It wasn't, uh, some of his digs were funny. It was that he said I, there was a desperation to me because I was outside of Los Angeles. That, that, that takes away agency from me. It takes away the fact that I left Los Angeles with two deals. You know, I, I left on my own accord and there's no desperation because I'm not trying to be where he is. I'm not trying to be de- like, I view them as desperate. I view them as out of control. I, I view them as, as people that when someone says, you're just a YouTube comedian, they would feel shame. Where I say, thank God, right? Thank God we still have YouTube where we can express our opinions and we don't have to cuck to Netflix. And Susan Rice, you know, a lot of um, Barack Obama's main staff members in cabinet and cabinet and just real rancid deep state type human beings now work on the board of Netflix. So I think it's shameful to be approved by Netflix. I think that the, the if you, with the exception of Norm Macdonald and a few others, um, if you have a Netflix special coming out, I question what you've done to do that. I question like why you've been approved of those people. You know, it's like sometimes when you see a gang and you're like, how did you get in this gang? Like what, what, what did they make you do? You know, um, hit the like button, share this shit, share it on uh, Twitter, especially because, uh, as we all know, I, I had my blue check mark taken away and I was banned for life. All right, let's uh, talk about some other stuff, but I'll tell you, I want to know what, what feels amazing is today. You know, I was sad the last couple of days and Amy was just really cool to me because when I get like actually sad. I don't get grumpy. I just get real quiet. And uh, when you're a talkative type guy, when you're kind of a peppy guy like me that's, uh, you know, cracking jokes and digging holes, uh, it, it really is kind of shocking for people when I'm quiet and I'm just staring into space thinking, you know, thinking about whether or not I want to call Joe Rogan a pussy, like all the ramifications around that, uh, whether or not it's fair, whether or not I'm being emotional, all this shit, you know, and and, and just seeing my once beloved comedy community in Los Angeles just becoming so gross just so just shells of themselves like I, I I miss hearing Bert Kreischer's cackle his little giggle and feeling joy when I heard it you know I've had great times with Bert Kreischer and his joke about me wasn't a big deal it's kind of funny I wasn't in the room and that topic did kind of ruin my career for a lot of ways you know um after the after I said that about the trans kid thing, I've never, ever been booked again at any comedy club. And then if you Google my name, one of the top hits is a now defunct, now fired editor from a Pittsburgh newspaper saying that I'm an alt-right racist. But nevertheless, that link is still one of the top links you see of me. And it really fucked up my life for a bit. And I had to climb out of it with the help of, of a lot of you guys and with the help of my family and with the help of just, you know, God, I guess. Um, but it's not a funny topic for me. And that wasn't the first time he's done that. And it's just a whole community of just shit. They couldn't name one comic on the right. And when they said Nick DiPaolo, 
you know, Nick DiPaolo is still a fucking liberal in a lot of ways. He's like a classic liberal, and but he's but the world's gotten so fucking insane that if you don't despise your own penis, and if you don't think white people deserve to be fucking having everything taken from them, and that they should always apologize for who they are and their history, that you're uh, some right wing skinhead. That's what they believe. And so I'm, I have to let go of these people. I have to let go of like that whole life, that life that I built for myself. And it, and it sucks. So one thing I, that got me out of the bad mood is um, today I got to go outside and just pick blackberries from my blackberry bushes. And there's so many blackberries, I can't even pick them all. And, uh, and I filled a bucket of blackberries and I, I made a smoothie with blackberries. And that's why I have blackberries on my hands. Um, and that felt really good that I didn't have to go to a store to get the blackberries. I could just pull them right out of the dirt. And I, and, uh, my wife and sons are at their grandparents right now, you know, Jack and Gigi. And they're just happy. And, and when you have that, you know, how can you be sad? Because I, I have a fear of not being grateful. And sometimes it creeps up on me where I get, where I, I feel, I don't feel grateful where I don't feel, uh, where I don't feel grateful. I feel like uh, I've been I've been robbed. And that's cancer. You know, that's straight up soul cancer and I can't let myself get there. And I I I was there yesterday a little bit just looking at these fucking pigs. These piglets rolling around in the shit, just sacrificing their entire culture, their entire civilization, the art of comedy itself. They're they're burning it to the ground so they can get some more slop. These fucking animals. Jennifer Lawrence to quit acting for a year to fix our democracy. This is the funny part is it was published uh, February 20th, 2018. So I'm guessing she got a bunch of cocaine February 19th, 2018, which is my brother's birthday. And by February 22nd, 2018, she forgot about this. And I'm pretty sure she hasn't done a fucking thing with her, uh, you know, newfound passion for fixing democracy. She allegedly used to fuck Harvey Weinstein a lot, by the way. That's how she got a bunch of those roles. So good for her. What else we got up here? Someone sent me this. This is great. Bear safety tip. Use bear spray to anger the bear. You're going to die anyway. An angry bear will kill you faster. I think that's great advice. You know, it's easier just to really, really piss off a bear. Because then then the sweet release of death will come faster. And you won't... Uh, the bear won't just nibble on you and take its sweet time just ripping your guts from your body. This is a funny one. Liberal's Guide to Guns. Uh, you just have to, I, I posted this one on Instagram if you want to check it out. It's just really classic because every liberal that's trying to um, ban guns. And by the way, if you want to know why you should have guns, Google South Africa. Check out what's going on down there. And uh, check out why you absolutely should be terrified of your own government. And at, any, and at all times, make sure they have a slight sense of fear of their own population. Or else you are susceptible to being put in a, um, a little cage and executed as uh, a bunch of fucking retards take your land. And desperately try to create food. Uh, they'll quit in an afternoon because they don't know how to do it. You know, every farm in South Africa feeds 3,000 people. So now that they're taking the over a thousand farms are being taken by the government um, 
of white farmers, it's all racial. This whole thing's racial. So they're taking over a thousand farms already. Uh, do the math, guys. That's three million people now won't have food. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen next. This is a, a beautiful drawing that someone on Facebook sent to me, and this is a. Uh, this is very frustrating because someone said, hey, Big Bear, I don't have any money to super chat yet. By the way, never feel obligated to give me money. Never. I, I do this. I don't have this as a subscription or a, a, a payment thing because I don't want it to be exclusive to, to people that pay me. I want as many people to listen to this or watch this as possible. And if you're running short on cash at all, don't feel any obligation. You're not freeloading. You're not. None of that applies to this. So someone said, I can't, I couldn't super chat you. So I just took a couple hours to draw your beautiful wife and son in this moment that you shared with us. And it was so touching. And I, I couldn't even hit the like button because I'm still banned from Facebook. And, uh, and I'm watching, you know, Joe Rogan rolling around in his slop because he would, you know, won't defend Alex Jones or free speech or any of that shit. And he, I'm sure he's allowed on Facebook to hit the like button and say, Hey, thanks, man. I can't even say thank you to this person because, uh, my, uh, because I've been deemed a bad thinker. My thoughts are bad by people that are too fucking stupid or evil, too stupid to understand the joke or too evil to want it, uh, spread. You know, you have useful idiots and then you have your small group of legitimately evil human beings. So, uh, I believe this guy's name was Tom. Thank you, Tom. I wish I could have said thank you on Facebook, but I'm not allowed for another, what, 15, 20 days? I can't even promote my tour on Facebook. Uh, but that's beautiful. You see what I mean? Like, that's the opposite of cowardice is that, making something, just making it. You know, that the act of making, the act of talking, the act of, of speaking is how you climb out of darkness, you know? And cowardice. Because the littlest things matter in this world. Like, that made my fucking day, man. That made my day. We got the budget. Oh, that was from yesterday. All right. I don't really uh, have a ton to talk about today. I'm going to read some of these super chats and I'll play some more music. Oh, we got 1,500 people here. Very grateful, guys. How many roads must be a trans walk down? How many roads must a trans... Oh. Yes, and how many roads must the trans walk down Before you call him a her uh, do I know? Yeah, yes, and how many roads must the trans walk down Before you admit it's a mental problem The answer, my friend, is him, 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 him. I mumbled the answer because I don't have an answer. Keep it up, dude. Love your content. Thank you. Does that piece you just played have a name? No, I was making it up as I was doing it. Are you talking about the Bach one? This one? That He would just uh, number them. play uh Bach on keyboards <laughs> but uh yeah Bach's hysterical he would just number it he'd be like that's called Bach 21 and people are like you sure you don't want to title it something he's like 
Well, there was 20th was yesterday, and I'm working on 22. So I just feel like 21 makes a lot of sense. Yesterday, we're, we're singing Christmas songs. It's pretty great. Uh, do you hear what I hear? No, I don't. You're schizophrenic. The bells, the bells are ringing in my mind, and no one else hears the bells. This song is... Such an ominous Christmas song. It's almost like when Shapiro's advertising uh, life insurance. He's like, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. Promo code Shapiro, promo code Shapiro. My wife and I just found out she's pregnant for the first time. Please share. Wow, congratulations. Best thing ever. Any advice uh, stationed in San Antonio and hope to see your show? Well, I will, I will give you and your wife a free ticket as my uh, thank you for breeding. Literally, that's, that's the least I can do if you want to. I don't know how we can make this happen, but somehow I can hopefully get you tickets. Um, advice? It, advice is just let everything happen. Your instincts are about to start getting very real. So, congrats. Welcome welcome to the world of uh, of dads. Your opinion on Burnham's special, Make Happy. I think it's genius. Love you too. I don't remember it, but I like that dude. I like tall people, so he's tall. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember his special, though. PayPal is censoring your donations. I'm sure they are. You know, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do that? Makes total sense to me. That's why I grow food, guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, paypal.me slash feed the bear. You want to throw me a tip? Everything's uh, appreciated. Uh, Nathan, so many soy people moving to Texas. Austin sucks now. I know, but I do have a show in Austin. So come out. Uh, Hugepianist.com. Get tickets. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. In September, get tickets to uh, West Palm. Uh, I, I won't be doing Tampa. So the people that supported me to, to rent a place in Tampa, I will be giving you guys uh, free tickets to West Palm as appreciation for that. And my deepest apologies for not being able to make Tampa happen. I'm not Whitney Cummings or Burt Kreischer or Theo Vaughn. So I am not allowed in certain venues. But I am grateful for this world. I am. I'm very, very grateful for this world. So, uh, but West Palm... Uh, Houston, Atlanta. Atlanta's almost sold out. So if you want to come to Atlanta, uh, get tickets. Uh, what else am I doing? San Antonio, Dallas will be putting up soon, and Orlando will be putting up soon as well. Found a little spot in Orlando. Got to give the people what they need. Would you interview Sam Hyde? Check out the skit called Moms if you aren't familiar with his comedy. Also, the anti-gay speech at Williamsburg was great. They canceled a show because he's on the right. Yeah, of course. I think I might have uh, Michael Knowles and uh, Andrew Clavin on very soon. I was just talking to those guys about uh, coming on. I'm, I, I'm going to start interviewing a lot more people and doing less just me talking constantly because I think I'm just I'm, – I'm revealing everything in my life at this point. <laughs> like It's like I talk for like two, three hours a day just myself and play the piano. So uh, 
just to uh, give you guys more variety, I will definitely start talking to more people on this. And uh, uh, Senia Villanueva, really cool producer over at Daily Wire, was uh, emailed me about something yesterday, and uh, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have uh, Clavin and and Knowles on. And she was like, yeah, just whenever, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, oh fuck yeah. I like both those guys tremendously for very different reasons. I like uh, Michael Knowles because he's like such a little Yale bitch, but such a good dude and so funny because he's so self-aware. Like he's like, man, at Yale, I was manly. Like I love dudes like that. Dudes that know who they are, what they are, uh, because they're the funniest people, you know? Like uh, today, Ben Shapiro made me laugh out loud hard because he was being self-aware. I don't like Ben Shapiro when he does his like shitty um, cultural stuff. Like he calls people that I respect uh, like garbage and insane and far right and all that. That that drives me kind of up the wall. I don't like that he's always ready to to go to war with any fucking person that does anything. But when he's just being his uh, his goofy self, he makes me laugh harder than most comedians. Like when he was going through how he does impressions today, it was fucking hysterical. He was talking about how he does uh, Barack Obama. He's like, you start by just clipping your sentences and speaking very slowly. And then you speed it up and, and you go up, you go up and speed it up. And I was just dying. And then he was talking about how he does... Uh, uh, <laughs> He was making fun of Trump talking about how he doesn't like flippers. People that flip, he's like, I was on a trampoline and I flipped and I landed on my hair and, and flipper was the debatably, debatably the greatest dolphin. <laughs> like, like literally killing me. And I'm, I'm, I've seen more, com- I've seen tens of thousands of hours of comedy. And uh, that is when I like people is when they're goofy and they're totally themselves and they understand themselves and they're just being fucking retarded. Uh, I like that. I don't like it when people. Uh, I don't like it when Shapiro does. You know, we all know when we don't what we don't like about that guy. You know, when it's just all about selling sheets. But uh, but yeah, and Knowles is is totally gets himself and gets why he's funny and why he's like he looks like Rachel Maddow with his glasses and shit like that. And Clavin is just one of the smartest people on the planet. Like he's just one of the best wordsmiths. There is, and I kind of relate to him that he's like, uh, he was a Hollywood writer, you know, he's written a lot of big movies and stuff and he's a professional writer and he understands the left tremendously and, uh, kind of had epiphanies in his life to, to become more conservative and to become more Christian and stuff like that. And I, so I, I kind of relate to him in that sense because I think he understands the left a lot more than like, uh, some of these other people do. So that's what I think about that. All right. Well, I was working tile uh, at school today. I saw a poster of the presidents and it said Woodrow Wilson is one of the greatest presidents we've had. He was, in my opinion, he's the worst president we've ever had is Woodrow Wilson. He did the most damage uh, because World War One is, is the most damaging thing that's ever happened to America next to debatably the Civil War. But I don't know how, I don't know enough about the Civil War. My friend uh, who is a gun salesman up here who knows a ton about the civil war. I'm going to have, I'm going to have him on and we're going to talk about civil war history because that's something I, I really would like to know a lot more about. I know the, I know I probably know more than most people about the civil war, but that's just because most people are fucking retarded. 
But um, I, I'm not an expert at all in the Civil War. But Woodrow Wilson in World War I was very, very, very damaging to America. And his wife actually handled most of his decisions towards the end there after he had his stroke. Uh, so she was technically the first female president, just like Sweden. Um, yeah, female leadership, with the exception of Margaret Thatcher and a few others. You know, they, w- women can make uh, good leaders in smaller groups, but not uh, as far as nations. There's, some, there's been some good queens. I don't know. But uh, yeah, horrible, horrifying. Woodrow Wilson's horrifying. Hey, Big Bear, can you check out my brother's channel? It's called Reconstruction Life. He's a pilot in the Navy with nine kids, and he lives in Washington. Yeah, absolutely. Reconstruction Life. Yeah. Nine kids. Good for him. Check out the penis on that guy. Damn. Dude's got a weenus on him. Bilingual Bear. Homeschooling is legal in Russia, yet illegal in Germany and Sweden. I would have guessed this to be the opposite, but given current states of these countries, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, dude, totally. Uh, the left does not want you to uh, to uh, teach your own kids because they need the, your kids to believe in nonsense. Dallas, if not, we'll have to buy tickets for Houston. Yeah, yeah, Pinder, I'm doing Dallas. Uh, Nimmer just uh, found us a venue, so we'll be doing that one. And... Uh, yeah, we'll be posting that soon. It'll be Friday, September, whatever that day is. What, 14th, 15th, whatever that is. That'll be Dallas. And then, uh, you know, we have that Sunday will be Austin. That Monday will be Houston. No, Tuesday's Austin. Monday, Houston. I don't fucking know. Just check out my website, hugepianist.com. Get tickets. Joe Rogan shaves his head for easy insertion into his own ass. Love you, brother. Thank you, Dante. Dante. What a great name. Dante Pelosi. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but he knows more about social media than me. Like, you know, I should be embarrassed by how I represent myself on social media, right? Or some people don't get jokes and, and, they never, and he never redeemed himself. You know, even after that last time I was on there, I, I, I still supported him and, and wouldn't say a negative thing about him because I felt that he was uh, going to keep being Joe Rogan, the Rogan I've always uh, respected. But it's been a slow descent in a, into uh, soy, just a soy field. Soy fields forever. I tried to send you a joke. What can I say to pay you? I don't know what that means. Send me a joke, dude. Hey, Owen, I just want to say you're a great guy and a true warrior. I remember when you originally started your journey and some called you a madman, but like a soldier, you marched on and held your head high. God bless. Thank you. They still call me a madman, but uh, uh, it's becoming more and more revealing the longer I, I survive and the more I prosper because it's, it's not about me. It's a reflection of the culture. And that's why I know, that, that's one thing that gives me strength is I'm not just representing myself. You know, when I played football, in lacrosse, I remember one of my football coaches said, you have two names on your jersey and neither one of them is your own. You have your family name and you have your, the name of your uh, town. And uh, it took me years to really understand that, but I finally understand that. Where it's like, uh, that's what really gives you strength. Because the, your individual, I'm, I'm, I'm all about individuality. I'm a free market capitalist, American patriot. But that being said, real strength comes from uh, community and comes from things that are bigger than yourself. 
And uh, but that has to be consensual, which is why socialism always ends in starvation and genocide. But uh, when you realize that you're representing a lot more than just yourself, you get a lot more strength and a lot more resilience to nonsense. But yesterday was definitely a tough one. I was very sad. Uh, new listener since the video on burnt uh, burnt candle wax face and Theo Vaughn calling you a white supremacist. Good comics, but glad you called them out on their soy induced bullshit. Much love, Big Bear. Thank you, Daniel. And uh, Whitney's not a good comic. Theo is a very good comic. He's a very good joke writer, and he's very good at joke delivery. But uh, Whitney is horrible at, at comedy. She almost guilts the crowd into laughing. It's weird. It's like hypnotism. Very smart girl, but very, very mentally deranged and not good at comedy. Uh, T. Ryan. I made a joke about my restaurant getting rid of plastic straws. All I said was, if I don't save the wee turtles, who will? And everyone thinks I hate turtles. Humor is dead. It's not dead here, my friend. It's not dead with millions and millions of Americans. Trust me on this. If you want proof, come out to one of my shows. Um, Anybody that takes banning straws seriously is a fucking moron. So never, ever feel bad about losing friends over mocking straw jokes. Uh, Because it's insane. It's a compliance mechanism. It literally is is just a crazy person's attempt at, at control. Uh, straws are not hurting turtles and Joe Rogan should know because he looks like a turtle without a shell. Like if a teenage mutant Ninja turtle desperately wanted to be a human, they would look like Joe Rogan. And so if Joe Rogan doesn't get affected by straws, who would? And it's interesting that the cities that do the most amount of cocaine are banning straws. It's almost like they're, they're cornering themselves to be more creative on how to do cocaine because Seattle, Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, these cities are drowning in cocaine. They can't get enough, cannot get enough. What they like about Mexico is the cocaine and the free sex they get from their maids. And of course, the $5 um, wage slaves uh, they get with gardeners. So when they have all this cocaine and they reach for their trusty straw and they realize they've banned straws, that's the first time they really wake up to the creative process of how do we get the coke in our nose? So they try using, um, you know, paper, but they realize they've burned all their own books because the LGBTQAI pedophiles told them to because, you know, there was like nigger and Huck Finn or something. So they've burned all their books so they can't snort it with, with their book pages. So they just start trying to shove it in their nose like this. And then they get hit by a car and they die. They all die. Love the big bear. The censoring of conservatives gives me one realization. When given equal exposure, conservative ideas win. That's what YouTube, social media, search engines are trying to fix. Of course, it's like that um, that short story, uh, Harrison Bergeron. That's why you have to be almost 10. I remember one of the Prager U people were telling me this. Um that you have to be like 10 times better than the competition to break through. Like literally like 10 times, like Netflix had to be 10 times better than Blockbuster to win. When, when, when there's like an established order, when there's an established hierarchy, you have to be like 10 times better to win. And that's what's happening with comedy right now. Like I have to be so much fucking funnier than the people with billboards and Netflix specials and, um, and I have to produce so much more. Like I've done three hour specials in the last 
year. You know, and someone commented yesterday, like, aren't comedians supposed to tell jokes? Like, all you do is talk about, like, random shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I've produced way more jokes than any other comic I can think of this year. But I'm also doing other shit because you have to be 10 times better than your competition to break through an established hierarchy. Um, and when you have that much money, just an ungodly amount of money coming out of Netflix and all these uh, corporations and the government and shit like that to just push this nonsense, you know, the late night comics and all this shit that you have to just be, I mean, look at how much funnier Crowder show is than like uh, Seth Meyers. It's not even close. Like you have to be that much funnier to, to get your name out there and to, and to survive if you're not willing to, uh, to suck the devil's dick. All right. Play Melted Candle in the Wind. So I got to get the chords to that. It's like. Good, goodbye. Hello, Whitney Cummings. You look like a candle that burned out long before if your, your forehead ever did. And it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind. Never knowing who you gotta screw for the movie to get in. I'm glad that I don't know you, cause I would probably kill myself. Uh, introduced my wife to the Big Bear and she's now a fan. Got her hooked with how to be married and not be murdered. Keep trucking, Big Bear. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and um, if you come to live shows with your girl, your girl will appreciate the relationship stuff. So uh, that's why I have a, a relatively solid female base is because I do so much uh, stuff about uh, how to deal with how fucking insane women are. And I think I'm so accurate that they're fine with it. They're like, no, this is legit. It's not like, you know, like I've always liked Bill Burr, but there's been times when I've shown Bill Burr clips to uh, Amy or other people. And, and they're just like, like some women will watch Bill Burr clips and be like, fuck this bald headed asshole, you know? Because he can be a little, uh, I don't know. Like if you miss the mark at all when you're when you're talking shit about women, they'll turn hard. But I, I can't explain it. But I, you know what I'm talking about. All right, Rogan thinks groups should learn how to live together without conflict. But this is real life. Strong nations aren't diverse. L.A. and New York City are cancerous. Well, I think uh, you have to unify on ideas and uh, values. That's what I think. And I think that uh, multiculturalism is a joke. I believe in multiracialism. I'm multiracial. You know, the Irish are a different race than the fucking Nordics. And they're definitely a different race than the Jews. You know, French and Germans. Then you got the, the Baltics, the Greeks. They're all fucking different. But, it, but multiculturalism is a joke. It's like you can't have people. Uh, Eric Weinstein talked about it. A good metaphor for that is like one culture is like drives on the right side of the road. Another drives on the left side of the road. And you just put them over top of each other and expect it to work. That's an absolute disaster. All right. Where are we? About Theo, remember when you said that as a carnival heckler, you don't attack the person, you attack what they love. Also, Joe seems very sad now. Yeah, 
Well, when you start turning on your friends, you get pretty sad, I think. And also, when you lose your own anchor, you get sad. I, I got sad because I, I when I lose heroes, I get sad. Um, I don't want to like hurt Theo Vaughn, though. I just want to stand up for myself. I just think he's weak. Uh, Whitney Cummings, you attack what they have pride in, which is her. all she has is her looks in her own mind because she doesn't have any uh, character. I would, I would attack her character, but she doesn't have pride in that. You can tell by where she puts her money and, and how she wears her face exactly what she gives a shit about, and it's all material. It's all uh, skin deep. That's why she's constantly doing therapy and talking about herself because she's fucking insane because uh, the tangible reality is not the place to put your values because it, all, all you're doing is dying. Like every minute of your life is closer to death. And that's not, I'm not trying to be depressing because it's not depressing if you don't put all your eggs in the fucking finite. Because if you think that your physical appearance and your like um, youth and beauty is where it's at, your whole life is nothing but a slow descent into, into madness and sadness. But I, I'm not even, I don't even think about aging. Like I, the only reason that I want to stay young and healthy is so I can play with my kids more intensely. I'm trying to be healthier for my back. You know, I'm trying to lose a little weight for my back. And also because, um, you know, having young boys, like I want to be able to like swing them and, and run with them and do all kinds of stuff with them. And, you know, feeling the aches in my body and feeling myself get older only scares me because I, I won't be as good of a father. Um, other than that, I don't give a shit. I, I don't, you know, at all. I, I love being alive. It's the greatest thing ever. And I'm going to stay alive as long as I possibly can. And I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to do accomplish things and I'm going to build things and whatever. But in, in the grand scheme of it, you know, it's, it's not God, you know, it's not our creator. It's not, it's not the infinite. It just isn't. And, and if you put all your eggs in the, in the finite, if, if, if all your values are in like uh, stuff, you're always going to just descend into madness. Bear Gribble, uh, could we do a lyrical breakdown of Blank Baby by the President of the United States, please? Yes, but I'm going to have to look at that and then think about it. I don't want to do a bad job. South Africa could be, could be USA future. Media is explicitly anti-white and you'll be a minority in a few decades. Don't worry, though, you racist devil. Uh, well, that's why... Some people like for anybody thinking that I'm being a, a cuck or whatnot by by saying that America is not about, you know, I'm I'm fine with multiracial, all that shit. I'm not. It's actually the way to survive. Uh tribalism with race is is a disaster no matter what you do. There's no way out of that. There's no way literally there's no way out of that. If you align on values and uh shared history, shared goals, shit like that. That's, that's what it's all about. And the media is trying to stoke these flames of division and race is an easy way to do it simply because of the unique situation of America's slavery history. You know that a lot of that had simply had to do with access to human beings. Irish slaves were cheaper. Like if an Irish slave fell into the water, uh, they would sometimes just let him drown because it was cheaper than going in after him. And shit. like, you got to read these, these, uh, the history of slavery in America. It's, it's, some it's it's dark funny sometimes but uh the irish would burn up and die and they weren't and they they weren't as likely to be immune to malaria 
when you're doing uh, like tobacco farms in the Carolinas back in the day. And the Arabs, the Muzzies, had such a strong trade route going already with the, uh, with the slave coast in Africa that they were cheaper and they survived better in the uh, harsh environments. You know, uh, settlers tried using Native Americans as slaves, but they would swallow their own tongues or escape very well, very shifty. Uh, and then the white slaves just kept dying and they would run out of slaves. Like the Irish, they were emptying prisons. You know, in 1710, I had part of my family come here from an Irish prison as slaves. They call it indentured servitude, but that's slavery. I mean, it's just theoretically you can work your way out, but it would take generations. So America became unique, unique in its, in its sense that all its slaves were of one race. And that became a real problem, especially when you're, uh, when your constitution says, um, and your religion says all men are created equal, you know, that we're all representations of God. It, it, and even Jefferson and, and Washington back then would write about the problem of slavery. Like, like they were like, we have to figure this shit out. This doesn't match because slavery had been an institution for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. No one had ever questioned slavery. There, it just wasn't even something you question. You're like, oh, of course, slaves. But that is a historical problem that America had that's being exploited by people that want to keep us tribal. Uh, you could just as easily separate people by height. I've talked about this a million times. It's just, it's just as easy. It, it's easier. You have there's a bigger difference between a guy who's five five and a guy who's six seven. Than, than a black guy and a white guy that are both 5'11". Like, personality difference and how they fit in in the world. Fact. Like, I've hung out with black NBA players and felt so much more comfortable um, than, than, like, you know, little tiny white guys that are, like, always trying to, you know, buy a Maserati or, like, fuck somebody. You know, those little shitty people. They're like, you know, I got Coke. Let's fuck somebody. I got a sports car. You're like, get out of here, lap dog. Uh... So you have to unite over values and that's not a cuck move. That's not like me not admitting that, that there's differences in races. Sometimes it's because there's no other way out. And, um, because what happened, you know, in South Africa, they're exploiting, they're exploiting, um, apartheid. They're exploiting the history of Africa to gain power. It, it's just, it's, it's good and evil. That's all it is. If you break everything down to good and evil, that's why you need a moral backbone. You need a moral compass. You need a belief system outside of uh, just the physical fucking bullshit of reality, you know, because if not, you're lost. So if you get to, if you can look at what is good and what is evil in every situation, that's how you can prevent it from happening to you. It's not black people that's going to come after white people. It's evil that will come after good and you see it over and over again. And, and, and what happens is you exploit a historical problem and then you, you stoke the flames of evil in an individual and then you collectivize it and then you use that to gain power and money. Read Saul Alinsky's uh, Handbook for Radicals. It literally explains how to do it. So that's that. And so always be armed. Know your neighbors. Grow food. Uh, have a belief system that that it that can identify good versus evil and just 
you know, realize just how fucking evil the media is at this point. Mainstream media is straight up evil. Like they're just grotesque. Like CNN is almost like to me, it's like a representation of like demonic forces. Like look, they won't report what's happening in South Africa. And when Trump talked about it, they called him racist for trying to defend a group of people that are most likely going to be uh, genocidally murdered. And then the entire country will fall into starvation. Cause that's the thing is the black people doing this right now. Don't realize they're, they're, they're digging their own graves because you can't commit evil acts and not pay for it. It just doesn't happen. You know, you'll see people commit evil acts and get away with it for a while. And you, and you, and you kind of ask God why, or you say like, how is this possible? But it always, always comes back. There is no way someone does something like that and it doesn't hurt them, you know? And we're going to see the whole thing play out in South Africa. But just the best thing you can do is talk about it. Tell people about South Africa. Get around the media's uh, dam, this beaver dam of truth, just keeping it from people, you know? So... It's up to you to actually call your friends, text people, email people, you know, retweet things that are true. And that is how you just have a groundswell of truth that gets around this just obstacle of bullshit. Opiate addiction and recovery. And I just have to thank you for your take on honesty. It really hit me in the face. Being sober is good, but not if I still do the things that led me to numbing myself. Uh, much love, Daniel. And, uh, let us know if you need uh, help with anything. That's really good to hear. Um, I was listening while sm uh, smithing. My phone overheated. Nice. Make Yeah, make that sword, baby. Thoughts on Molly Tibbetts being anti-white. She's such a young girl that I think that... that it's the same thoughts I have sometimes when, I, when like women have had abortions. Uh, where I'm, I'm very... I'm not very likely to call them a murderer or uh, throw my, my heat at them because I'm very uh, anti-abortion. But sometimes you see the results of mainstream media indoctrination and youth and, um, and you feel sorry for them, you know? Like she was probably trying to do the right thing in her mind. She probably has been told that her wealth and status or her like fat, like just her prosperity was because of her skin color. And, um, you know, some pretty evil forces have weaponized her own empathy and compassion into hating herself. Uh, Hollywood has done a pretty good job since for a long time now making people hate themselves. So, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad that she died hating herself. It sucks. There's certain women that have had abortions that I, I would never call a murderer. I feel bad for them. I'm like, I can't believe uh, you did that thinking that it was the right move, you know, and that's why culture and communication is so important. It's not about, you know, fire and brimstone isn't always the move with a lot of these people. You know, I, I, I see that. I see slavery and abortion is so similar. It's like this obvious evil that people had to just deal with and figure out how to get around because I don't want to give the government the power to legislate it because they won't give it back and they'll always pervert it into something tyrannical. That's what governments do. So it's just about, you know, having a strong family and teaching your kids uh, the, the value of life so that 
you can just get around that roadblock because it's just sad. And, uh, and you know, when someone hates themselves for being a race, that's sad. You know, I can't believe that, that their parents, you know, I don't know who, I, I don't even know who to blame for that. It's like, it just sucks. It's similar to what black people have faced at, at times in American history, where, where the self-hatred of being black was always very sad. To You know, it, it's just obviously sad. Where someone would wish that they were a different race or they wish that they would uh, be punished for just something as trivial as melanin in your skin is fucking sad, man. Hey, Big Bear, keep missing you guys. Love to Amy and Little Cub. We need to work on a good song for South Africa. You still coming to Australia? No, but Gavin is. Gavin's coming in November. Our tour that was going to happen in October fell through because uh, I was with the same people that did Molyneux and Lawrence Southern, and they faced so much backlash and so much uh, protest that that fell through. And I can't do my Big Bear shit to get around um, to get around it because it's so far away. I don't know anything about Australia, but uh, I'd love to come to Australia. Wilfred, I'm five foot eight. Should I be concerned? No, you shouldn't, because five seven is a real problem. Five eight is national average. I've known some some five seveners that are cool though, but in general, in general, there's a problem. Jeremy, thanks, buddy. Allegedly, early childhood piano exposure grows the brain's corpus callosum in a way other instruments don't. Oh, well, that's good. Get Anthony Kumi on your show. That'd be awesome. I love that dude. Josh. You need to do a show at the Fox Theater in Bakersfield, California. You're like the 10th person that's told me this, so I have to do this at this point. It's not like L.A. where, uh, there's, uh, where no one's close to being liberal. It's the Republican side of the state. Love your shit. Love how real you are. I would love to do that. You're like literally tons of people have told me this, so I got to do it. I haven't even sent out an email yet of my new tour. Uh, I just want to get as many people to uh, get tickets from the stream and from the podcast first. Uh, and also I was waiting to see what other cities I was going to add before sending out an email. So get tickets if you want to come at hugepianist.com. That's Atlanta, Houston. Um, I'm putting up Dallas soon, putting up Orlando soon, West Palm Beach, San Antonio. Uh, get tickets. It's going to be a blast. It's with Eric Nimmer and Coddington Bear is going to film it. And Delev is flying in from Israel just to hang out and meet some of you guys. And, uh, cause she wants to go to Disney world because, uh, you know, Jews love Disney, even though Disney did not love Jews. <laughs> ah. All right. My super chat chats keep getting refunded. If it's you and you just don't want my money, that's okay. I'm not insulted. But if it's YouTube, they're, they're owed some hell. I don't even think about it anymore, man. There's so much shady shit going on. Just know that your super chats won't be stolen, but there's a good chance that they're refunded. Some people that subscribe hugepianist.com slash subscribe like every month i'll see you know payment pending or i think some people it says canceled when the people write to me like they didn't cancel it shit like that shady shit like that happens all the time but if i start thinking about that i get the um i i go down that ungrateful path and it fucks with my brain so i just have to think about you know what i'm talking about and music and comedy and family and stuff but um uh, yeah, if that shit happens, you know, a lot of people have subscribed to me and they've been unsubscribed or they hit the alert bell and it, it doesn't work. Um, but just just keep on doing it, man. Just keep on keeping on. You got you to gotta be 10 times better than, than the devil, you know? 
and uh, and just resilient. If it unlikes it, hit like again. That's it. If it refunds it, all good. If not, just do it again if you want. If not, fuck it. You know, you just got to keep going. But thank you though, Ethan. Um, bear with a sore head. Hey, big bear, long time listener, first time super chatter. Just want to say, I appreciate you and your strength to stand for the truth. Love to Amy and the Cubs. Please verify me as bear with a sore head. God bless. Welcome bear with a sore head. I don't know where you're from because it's not a dollar sign next to that. It's one of those weird little things. It looks like another country. That sounds exciting. I always like to know about other nations. My little bear, Owen, I fleed California to, uh, Nebraska, Washington, I don't know what that means. Uh, in 2016, can I? Oh, Northeast Washington. I'm I'm retarded. Uh, I like North. I like Eastern Washington. I don't know Northeastern. I think that's near Idaho. <laughs> Is that near uh, that one city? We we're actually looking at Idaho as a potential place to live. Cote de Lille or something. It's some wicked French name. Can I be verified as Milo Bear? Welcome, Milo Bear. I started a painting company. Let me know if you need any house painting. Thanks and respect. Oh, let me uh, promote your painting, man. Nico Speaks. Sketch idea. Environmentalist YouTuber builds man out of plastic straw to demonstrate how plastic straws affect humanity. That's hilarious. Environmentalist build. Yeah. I got to do. I think think Artling Hartling might be coming this weekend to shoot sketches. I haven't talked to him in a bit, though. But I got to write some sketches. Don't always agree with you, but we need you. It's not a left-right thing. It's a freedom versus authoritarians. That's right, James. Oh, by the way, that is a left-right thing. So the left wants to take your freedom. So, uh, But I hear what you're saying. At this point, it is a left-right thing. The right has an Achilles heel, and that's uh, foreign wars that we don't need to get into sometimes. You know, the, the neocon guys. But uh, if you're talking about domestic freedom, it's a left-right issue. If the left is trying to take your your freedom and uh the right is trying to sell you birch gold and sheets eric sanders it's not too bad that i'm not on facebook anymore i wanted to post how i'm anti-semitic and see the morons lose their minds anti-semantic you, you almost caught me on that joke thank you scatterbrain bear here and you are 100 correct about women i know this because i'm a woman much love big bear a husband and i love you gavin and crowder i love gavin and crowder like when people sometimes say like oh you'll you'll Stop burning bridges, Owen. You've never heard me go after Crowder, Gavin, a million of these people. It's uh, it's only people that are up to some shit. Those guys are fucking true blue. And it goes without saying that we disagree on many topics. That, but that's all human beings. I only go after people if, if they're full of shit. Or they're being uh, disrespectful to me personally. Or they're obviously lying. All right, Woods Bear. For great solo piano music, check out my cousin Philip Wesley on YouTube. He's won awards and has been number one on iTunes charts for years. That sounds cool. I like the name Philip, too. We thought about Philip for our son. But um, that sounds awesome. Woods Bear, classic. Is it realistic for people from third world to embrace Western culture? Western culture is this way because of white people. I don't think America should be fully white, but maintain majority. Uh, that's a good question. I think that the people who used to come here from third world countries were the ones who wanted Western freedom. And I think now that we're having these forces at work uh, sending millions and millions of people that are just kind of uh, apathetic to Western culture and don't want Western culture, that's a real problem. Uh, yeah, though, I mean, it's also there's been some 
I don't know. It's a good question. It's it's the forced migration, and I'm starting to see that it's actually forced. It's not people that are just choosing to go to Europe or choosing to go to America. They're they're being sent there. And there's things happening that I don't understand and I don't know who's behind it or why, but uh, it's causing a real problem. It's causing people to have racial conversations that never would have been had to have had if it wasn't for this force. Because uh, that, you know, from most of my life, if you'd see someone, uh, you'd see assimilation so easily into England and from uh, people from India or people from Jamaica or people from Africa or people that I, I know personally know some Nigerians that came to America that are just super American and super into it. They add so much value to America uh, because they wanted to come here. But when you just have people that are just coming here to exploit, it's like it, it reminds me a lot of uh, like the, you know, the Visigoths and the Ostagoths and, and the, the Huns and the Vandals just coming at Rome. And those were all white people, by the way, barbarians. I'm probably related to a lot of them. So uh, that's why it's all about recognizing good versus evil and not focusing on race. Because if you look at Rome, Rome fell. Rome was darker than the people who took it. Like the Visigoths, Ostagoths, Vandals, Huns, Attila the Hun. These guys were whiter than than Romans. Romans, you know... uh, had some more olive vibes, olive complexion. Then you have my ancestry, these fucking giant black woods, German people. They're just like, you know, (laughs) it's like they were the barbarians. All right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there isn't differences and it just, it appears that white people seem to be more into uh, freedom these days, but uh, who fucking knows? All right, Ryan B., it feels like the entertainment bubble is Hans C. Anderson's The Emperor's New Clothes, and you're the child trying to bring it back to reality. Please play some chopping again. Some chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. I don't like doing other people's uh, jokes, though. Unless you're talking about Chopin. I got to work on my Chopin. All right, what does this say? Uh, What is the correct bracketing for a quarter Jew, Owen Benjamin? I don't know. I always joke about it. I don't even know what it means to be a quarter Jew. It was my dad's mother and she converted to Christianity. And I don't even know how much of it is actually fucking genetic or what. It's it's always been a bit of a joke to me. Because what does it mean to be a quarter Jew? That's like a quarter Presbyterian. There is a genetic component, but at the same time, there isn't. I, I just, I think it's all a joke. It, it just, it's a joke to me. I, I literally treat it as a joke. You know what I'm saying? That's why I view people as individuals. Because what the fuck does it mean? I'm a quarter Cherokee, you white devil. Well, yeah, I mean, Mexicans are all a quarter something. Everyone's a quarter something. It's true, right? Everyone's a quarter some shit. Collectivism and anonymity will always fall to truth. Means, motive, and opportunity. Seek first to understand people, then to be understood by people. True. That being said, there's been you know, a thousand years of darkness for a lot of people that have fallen to collectivism, that uh, truth will survive. It has to, but fight it, fight for it. Uh, can I be verified as Philo de Saber, pronounced fellow de say. You should look up the history of it sometime. Wikipedia's background sums it up. Welcome, fellow de say bear. And that's, 
Fascinating. I hope I, I know what that means someday. I'm Irish. Spud's not soy. Nice. Ireland's a good time, man. I did uh, Dublin and Belfast with the Impractical Jokers in these like 10,000-seat stadiums. It was insane. Uh, I like those guys. The Impractical Jokers are cool people, man. Dublin's overrated, though. I almost I, I prefer like uh, the countryside, like little towns and shit. Dublin's a little bit, uh, I don't know. I almost prefer the uh, architecture in Belfast. Crowder's building a massive company. I think he will be bigger than most mainstream media in a couple years. 100%. 100% he will. Captain Spire, how can your experiences working with Crowder and others be an encouragement for Alf- Alfonso Rachel? I feel he's hit a bit of a stumbling block, but he still has a heart for his beliefs and, and godly values. I don't know who Alfonso Rachel is. I don't know if that's an insulting thing to say, but I don't know who you're referencing. Um, I'm in the normal chat. Does anyone know? Anyone know? Anyone? All right. Uh, I w- Alfonso, no, no one knows. All right, well, we'll look him up after. YouTube him. Okay. Why did Callan and Fitzsimmons call you racist? What Callan, Callan called me racist? That motherfucker should not throw stones. Uh, can someone tell me where that is? Where Bri- Brian Callan called me racist? Is that real? Really? All right. Well, someone send me that clip. And uh, that would be hilarious. That dude is going to throw stones. I don't want to just be the guy that punches back at Hollywood all the time. It's a little fucking annoying, I think. Uh, but just know that, that that's, ins- that's insane. That's just madness. No, there's no dirt. That's not me, man. That's not me. I'm not a gossip. I'm not a gossip. But just, uh, that's fucking wild, man. That's wild. And, and Greg Fitzsimmons, that's, that's all wild. That was, by the way, that was just someone in a chat, and it could be completely fucking bullshit. So just, uh, I'm just going to fucking bail on all that. I think he's making it up. Cool. But, you know, that's what I thought when people said that about Theo and Whitney and, and Bert and all these guys, and it was all completely true. So that's why I'm a little bit like, I'm a little bit like, uh, I listen to people now a little more than I used to. I used to be like, oh, there's no way that person would say that about me. I was all like naive. Here's the thing. My mom has the same problem. We both are like kind of naive to like how fucked up people can be where I didn't know. I, I honestly didn't know it was possible for people to turn so 180 on people until I would actually see it in person. That's why I call this persona non grata. It's uh. I, I, but like ignorance to evil is not a virtue. So I've really tried to understand it a lot better, but, uh, I didn't even know it was possible. My mom used to be like that. She said that she used to be like her and my dad back in the sixties used to think that they were hippies for like six months. And then they realized all the hippies had trust funds and they were actually poor and they, and they were, and they didn't, they started thinking that the hippies were really bad people and they didn't even understand that that was possible that like people could like say they were all about human freedom and be that just deranged and gross. It's really funny. Like hearing her tell the story of when she realized that the hippies were full of shit. Cause my, my parents were poor and 
principled and intelligent. And when you first hear the hippie pitch, it sounds like they're good people. And then you realize they're like the worst people. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've always liked Brian Callen, by the way. So people have been talking a lot of shit about him lately, saying uh, all this stuff. I see it on Twitter and stuff. Like people have been, I've always liked him. I used to tour with him sometimes, and I've always thought he was a smart and very interesting guy. And I don't know. I honestly, he's done a lot of shit, but just wild man party shit, like stuff where it's like, that's intense. But I've never heard anything like legitimately evil about the guy at all. So. But people keep saying that, but and I, I don't, that's why I don't like gossip because you just don't know what is real. Yeah. All right, let's keep reading. Uh, Melted Candle in the Overton Window by CCR. Oh, that's funny. Put a candle in the window. Put melted candle in the window. Got to move. What I'm gone, gone. I'll be coming home soon. Long as I see the light. I've never played it before, that's why I gotta figure this out. Melted candle. No. Melted candle in the window. But I think I've seen her on two broke girls She's so melted, melted Was melted She melted candle in the window It's a pretty funny idea. Alright, you should look uh you should look up the doctor and Haiti immigration problems. DR and Haiti immigration problems. Well, I mean I'm sure there's horrifying problems and it just sounds insane. Uh, where am I at here? When I'm done with the super chats, I'm going to be, Oh, I, I got a ton of packages. I'm going to open some mail today. The only problem I have with the Jews is that they only put seven hot dogs in the package. If you're going to pull that shit, make buns too. It's a fucking valid criticism, Ethan. Manhattan District Attorney going after Trump organization, deep state BS. I want uh, John Connor. I want to John Connor a movement against these fuckers. Look up the Whidbey Island missile launch. They're trying to kill Trump. I know it's 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 a real crossroads. That's why I was like looking into a lot of these alt right guys because I want to understand their opinion on stuff because I've always considered myself like libertarian conservative type. I still do, obviously. Well, I haven't always, I used to think I was a liberal, but that was because I didn't look into it. But um, it's like, do you just maintain your high ground beliefs and just definitely lose every time? I don't know. I, I need, I, I don't know. Or do you fight power with power? I don't know. Outright oh, super AIDS gay. Of course it's AIDS gay, Coddington. I, I assume that the people listening are are smart enough and not insane enough to understand that, that these are not 
I'm not like endorsing an ide- ideology. It's like I, I research, you know, I was looking up Zulu, uh, like in South Africa. It's like looking up like what, how the Zulu nation would feel about, uh, uh, like what their rules are with conquered lands. And it turns out they respect the Zulus respect, um, conquered land rights. Does that mean I'm a Zulu? Of course not. That's why, uh, I, 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 I just trust my audience at this point. I trust that you guys know what I'm talking about when I'm like looking up, like looking into what other people believe. And the one thing about some of these alt-right guys, some of these, uh, nationalists is, uh, and that's also a word that doesn't really, I don't really know what it means anymore, but, um, it's like just fighting using the, the, the same weaponry as your opponent versus keeping your moral high ground and not becoming what, that, which you hate, but losing it's legitimately a debate. It's a debate. You know what I'm saying? All right. Cause it's not obvious what the answer is to that. And I'd, I'd love to hear uh, feedback. Comment on this. Tell me what you think. Do you maintain the conservative core principles of America that makes America great and definitely lose? Definitely lose. If you, if you can't fight the deep state with their own, you know, if like uh, the Jeff Sessions types recuse himself, which is the honorable and, and correct thing to do in that situation, if you're sticking with the core principles of America and you definitely lose, um, is that worth it? In the long run. And that I'm not saying that sarcastically. Because I also don't think that you should become that which you hate. You know, when it just becomes this um, power acquisition game or whoever's in power gets to wield the DOJ against uh, their enemies. You know, that's what the alt-right would want to do. Fight fire with fire. Right. But at the same time, you become that which you hate. It's, it's, it's very, very complicated. Or it's not, or someone just has some information or, an, or a way of looking at it that could really help illuminate um, this. Because we're not at war. We're in a culture war for sure, but at the same time, it's like, you, you don't have to pull the crazy moves right now, or do you? I don't know. I don't fucking know. All right. I know you can't say the venue, but I can't wait to see you in Houston and have a brew at Dave & Buster's again. Oh, I can't wait, Eric. It's going to be a blast. I'll say the venue earlier than normal. I, I, and if they want to, ca- I, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to fucking live in the closet, but there's secret locations as of right now, by the way, first time super, can I be verified as scatterbrain bear? I do uh, pretty good hand lettering and sign making on the side. Follow me at scatter underscore brain 76. Uh, welcome scatterbrain bear. Do you know, I want you to want me by cheap trick. Keep on kicking ass, bud. also what is your preferred coffee? Black. I like my coffee like I don't like my citizens. Black. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. All right. I want... Oh, let me try and figure it out. I want... I want... Uh, hang on. I want... fucking know i'll figure it out another time if i go too long figuring out something i don't know i think i i would understand if people bail i want
Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I see you, darling? I w- Anyone wanting to learn who's behind the massive immigration push of diversity, read Culture of Critique by Dr. Kevin B. McDonald. Look up Israide. All right. Sounds good. Who's your favorite comedian right now? Also, where is the WPB show? Website says to be D. Yeah, it is going to be TBD because I don't want it to just get mobbed by social justice warriors. Uh, West Palm Beach, just get tickets. I'll, I'll let you know. We'll email you guys. My favorite comedian right now is Norm MacDonald. Um, do you have plans to do a show in the Coeur d'Alene? Oh, that's what I was trying. We almost lived there. Spokane area. Also, can I be verified as uh, Machinist Bear? Welcome, Machinist Bear. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do a Spokane area show. Hi, loved you since you left Hollywood. Can, can we get a forget password for the app, please? I don't know. Coder Bear knows. I got to make Coder Bear a uh, wrench again. I forgot about that. But unbearableapp.com or unbearables app, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I don't remember. I can't go to Austin to do work. How do you refund? Uh, I don't know. Send me an email. I'll refund it. Alt-right is cringe, but some of them are reasonable. Well, it's, it's not even about the people. This is the thing. It's about the idea. Uh, you know, you got to let your ideas play out in your head without just thinking like who's cringe and who's not cringe and... You know, I've like really looked into communism and I hate communism. Like you have to like really think about ideas without attaching it to a person and just being like, well, I hate these people. So I can't think about them because then then you don't know weaponry. You don't know defensive strategies. You don't know anything. And I think it's so just it's just so pushed to hate a certain group of people always makes me want to know what they what they believe. Callen is trying to save his own rear end due to his recent success after years of climbing the ladder. Your opening act when you tour is black. You're a terrible racist, and PayPal can eat a wiener. Thank you, Benjamin Bear. I've always liked Callen. I just I was shocked when someone just said that he may have called me racist. I just highly doubt that, uh, given that he's such an animal, like he's such a wild wild man. Uh, it's always like when I, whenever I hear people are judgy that are so fucking wild, I'm like, really. But you never know. You just, you never fucking know anymore in this world. Did you hear Norm is getting a Netflix show? That's awesome. God bless. Uh, why can Indians feather not dot identify as Native Americans and not us? Why didn't coalesce out of the, of the ether? We were born here too. We can. That's the thing is, is whenever you ask yourself, why can blah, 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 not us, just, just always know that you don't need to ask permission from anyone. We're not children. So if you want to identify as a Native American because you're born in America, go right ahead. All right, let me open some packages. I want you to want me. This is a big one. So I was a little excited about this one today because it's really big. Uh, and I'm a child, obviously. Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I, didn't I, didn't I? <laughs> uh, Amy and Owen. Oh, that's cool. Uh, bubble wrap. What is this? 
a lot of cool stuff in here, I feel like. This is, it says Ralph Lauren on it. Oh. I Dude, I love how much bear stuff we get. This is a Walter bear, bear sweatshirt. Oh my God, this is so cool. He's going to freak out about washable markers. Oh, more bear, bear material. I don't even know this is from yet, but I will find out soon. This is from Sharon Swartz. Thank you, Sharon Swartz. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. It's wrapped so well. It's kind of like how, uh, how we treat our children now. Just bubble wrap and hard to reach. I want you to want me. What is this? Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. I feel like such a special boy. Oh, this is awesome. Look at that. Let's see what else. I'm guessing this one is from my other bear. This is so cool. He's going to love this. Sharon, you're the greatest. So kind. So like, it's so like well put together that I feel bad just even opening it. Bear socks? USA hoodie? That's awesome. Man, this is like better clothes than I've ever gotten myself or anybody. Wow. This is so cool. Thank you so much. This is, uh, that's big. That's big. Amy's going to... Amy's going to literally cry. <laughs> I I just, the only, the only emotion I know is rage. So I'm just going to get real angry. To Amy and her tribe of men who prefer to make grand entrances. Let me read. Zakad. Wow. To Owen, Amy, Walter, and Charlie, congratulations to all on the newest addition to the family. Thank you for opening your lives up as an example of healthy family life. You are performing a great service in the cultural war of our time. May you be blessed many times over. Much love, Tom and Sharon. P.S. We both know the trauma and the helplessness of a delivery that doesn't, shall we say, match um, the latest popular trends. Amy, it took me longer to contend with feeling. Uh, uh, this may be personal. I'm going to save this one for, for Amy. Uh, thank you so much. You guys are, like, seriously amazing. That was, uh, that was beautiful. 
see what else we got. This is from Dennis from Michigan. Dennis the non-menace. Oh, there's a there's a there's a envelope within an envelope. I want you. Great stories for queen comedy. Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, notes on bees. You are correct. Get an unbearable beekeeper for a mentor. First, you have to overcome the sting. Put on a head net. Place a honeybee on your arm or leg and make it sting you. Then see how much Benadryl you need. I'm allergic, so I only have four hives. I swell terrible. I swell terribly. Do not buy a bunch of stuff. Try out your mentor's stuff. He will give you a hive to practice. And I got a bee culture magazine. Thank you very much. I'm going to get into beekeeping. To George, Jesus the Creator first made the bear dog. You are an unbearable by genetics. This is a, a bear dog. That's a combination of me and George. That is amazing. Thank you, Dennis. You're the man. To Walter, if your dad and mom say it's okay, then you can explore with this. Oh, sweet. It's a little flashlight. So there I was. Kicked off Twitter and nowhere to go. Ooh. You're the man. All right. I want you I can't get that song out of my head now. This is from Jordan out of Yakima, Washington. Books, yo, books, books and books. Owen, since you're always sharing your talents with us, thought I'd return the favor. Included with this is a copy of three books that I've written. Put very simply, the two fictional novels are about guys who have been torn down to nothing then built themselves back up while trying to take on the challenges around them. I was trying for a good, solid guy action novels, and I think I did a pretty decent job, at least with No Good Son. Um, feel free to read them and let me know what you think. I make attempts at those archetypes that Lewis, Token, and Young always talked about, and I really enjoyed you talking about the archetypes in some of your earlier YouTube episodes. The Lutheran book was a uh, chance to help out the tribe of Christians that I hang with. I go to one of those old-school churches that doesn't do all the fancy rock band music, but are solid in our conservative view of the Bible. My own family found uh, sanctuary with this group of Christians after we left the church that was uh, picking social justice over biblical truth. Anyway, I saw Lutheran Audio Review as my opportunity to help. Keep doing what you do, Big Bear. I've been watching since last December. You're funny, of course, but I think a lot of the reason we watch has to do with you allowing us to feel normal with our simple views of life in a world whose belief systems seem to be caught in a strange and constant state of leftist rewrite. Yes, I had a couple show ideas. Full-on Owen Benjamin morning show with couch and guests. You would be the anti-Oprah or the other O. That's hilarious. Dean Martin show type program, music and laughs, but with a bit more of a backwoods feel like the rest of us. That's awesome. So let's check out these books. 
Uh, no Good Son by J.L. Vaughn. Lutheran Audio Review. And The Root of Esau. Sweet. Thank you, buddy. You're the man. I will try and get to those. I have a ton of books right now. Uh, but that was very, very kind. Uh, let me put this in. I got a ton more to open, but I'm going to uh, try and get out of here. Hang on, I'll do another one now. So, I'm so torn of which one I do. There's so many. Okay. Hi. What's up, little man? Love, look at this. Hey, Walter. Oh, look at that. That is so cool. Look at this. And one for Charlie. Oh my gosh, are these puzzles? Yeah, oh, buddy. They're so cute. Here you go, little man. You gotta put it together. Okay, this is out of uh, Denmark, Maine. Please do not bend. Okay. You going to get more chickens? No, I'm coming. I'm done in like five. No, let's go get more chickens. Let's check out. Please do not bend. Envelope. That's awesome. All right. I don't know how to open this. There's so much pressure in not bending it. There we go. We're opening. We're opening. Okay. The family of a proclamation of the world, the first presidency and council of the twelve apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. I will read this. I don't know what's up with the non-bending now. Big Bear, I've really enjoyed listening to your streams after work and greatly appreciate all of the work. I'm not going to be able to. All right, just just bear with me. I'm not very good at reading cursive. Um, here are two documents that. Sum up the Mormon faith. I joined the church when I was 19, and it was the greatest decision of my life. You'll see the culture. Hit me up if you're curious. My family farms pigs and chickens on 90, 90 acres. We I can't read. Oh, we have bees, so I may be able to help you out. Check out two speeches given by Ezra Taft Benson, a church leader in the, all right, quote unquote, communism. All right, I'll just read this after. Thank you, though. Thank you for this, and I, I need help with bees. All right, let me, uh, I got to go get more chickens. With Welder Bear, Angry Welder Bear, Machinist Bear, Mike Bison Bear, all of the other metalworking bears, Amy and myself, we could start a steel fab shop. We could, Inspector Bear. Your videos keep me sane. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of welder bears. I love it. Single mom here and love the advice given you give men. Hopefully my baby girl can find a good bear when she grows up. Can I be Nellie Boo Bear? Welcome, Nellie Boo Bear. And last one. Last but definitely least. Because it's last. You're least. You just are least. 
Recently discovered you and your cast from Clavin Show weeks ago. Loving your content. Being so new, I want to ask, what's with the Bears theme? I don't know. It just was very natural. People have always called me Big Bear ever since I, I could remember. There's a there's a a bit that I did on my first Comedy Central half hour about being sp- sprayed with bear mace in Montana. Um, and then the unbearables just came out naturally. And then the bear archetype seemed to fit so many people that were like, uh, you know, good people. But when poked too far, I want to just rip someone's fucking face off, I guess. I, I, I don't know. It's just so accurate. I don't know how to describe it. I, I re- that's all I got. It's just so accurate. I don't really know how to describe it. Very protective of family. That's right. Kyington bear. Yeah. Just, just, uh, describe what it is, like what a bear is and just all the pun, like the unbearables. It's just, uh, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. It just is, is accurate. And it's almost like in this world of, um, the constant shamings and the leftism and all this shit, it's fun to get your own bear name so that you can, it's easier to express yourself sometimes when you have a bear name than when you have your own name. Because I think a lot of people now have incredible anxiety uh, when it comes to speaking truth uh, in this world of social media, shame mobs and, and college campuses and, and uh, corporate middle management, HR fucking squads that when you get a bear name, it just makes it easier to be yourself sometimes. Sometimes, uh, I don't know. I'd love to hear what you guys think about why you enjoy the bear theme because thousands and thousands of people enjoy the bear theme. And it was, it was not thought up. I, I, I haven't even taken the time to even think about it. It's just so natural. I don't know. (laughs) Can I be Kier bear? Like, Beer bear. Yes, welcome, Kier bear. See what I'm saying? It's just fucking natural. I don't even understand it, but it just makes absolute sense to me. Strong and loyal, nurturing. Yeah, you know, bears, man, bears. All right, hit the like button, share it. Get tickets, hugepianist.com. Spread the word on the tour. Uh, what else? Why didn't they laugh is the podcast is the audio. If you prefer listening to audio, check that out. Unbearablesapp.com. Uh, my last three specials are for sale at, at hugepianist.com. Patreon.com slash WDTL if you want to support the show. Another way to support the show is just hit the like button, share it, spread it, tell somebody about it, and just be uh, be good out there. You know, keep rocking and rolling. Keep laughing. Keep laughing. And I'm trying, you know, we all face our own battles. My battle is... Uh, you know, not, don't, don't be cruel. That's one thing I don't want to do. Like I, I really thought a lot before I made that, uh, that video about Whitney Cummings having a melted candle face. Counterpunching isn't cruel. And there is, in my opinion, <clears throat> there is no, uh, virtue in just letting people shit all over you in this world. I just don't think so. And I think that if you can comedically, which is what I always attempt to do. I, I, I try not to be like mean, mean, but if you can kind of comedic, comedically uh, punch back and punch back harder in a more entertaining fashion and with more truth, it's worth it. Because I didn't just react to that as soon as I saw it. I saw the Theo Von Whitney Cummings thing a long time ago. 
uh, well, long in modern thoughts, you know, six weeks, seven weeks. And I didn't react because I was trying to get on his show to talk about it. I, Theo was like, why don't you and Whitney both come on the show? I'm like, yeah, perfect. Never happened. Kept dodging me. So that's why the bear theme is the bear theme. Then I'm like, no, you poked me, bitch. Now I'm going to fucking bite. So that's that. And Joe Rogan looks like a turtle with no shell. That's not mean. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to go get some chickens and hang out with my family and try and stay hydrated in this dry, dry world. <laughs> Much love. Love to you guys. Comment, share, do all that shit. I know I say that stuff a lot, but that stuff's important. And uh, it's easy to forget. It's easy just to listen and not do something like that. But that shit all all helps, especially uh, in this world of, uh, you know, some guy was just shamed for liking uh, a Trump tweet and liking a Ben Shapiro tweet, just hitting the like button. He had to apologize. There is no winning that. You have to uh, violate their rules. Like what you like, share what you want, speak your truth. Whether or not it's it's with a bear name or without a bear name, but fucking do it because this shit's getting real.